Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far-off world of Ibris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and, of course, magic. We are delighted to bring you this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us in this podcast, please visit us at rollwithadventure.com. And now let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Roll with Adventure's campaign of Shadows and Bliss. My name is Cass and I'm the dungeon master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This episode begins shortly after night has fallen on Seclum, the third of Lyonnais, in the year 1083 PR, in the small town of Barrowman's, where our heroes have learned that some force has transformed these poor townsfolk into wretched monstrosities with the setting of the sun. Now, before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember here, we roll with adventure. So... How dexterous or not have each of you been this past week? Oh, I was going to say that I'm going to take a plus two because I got my stitches out and a tetanus shot and I feel very ready for anything, but I just rolled my dice right off the desk. So I'll (laughs) split the difference and take a plus one, maybe? I was literally Superman today, so I should get a plus two because I am the absolute best. I carried a sleeping one-year-old two backpacks, and a two-year-old up five flights of stairs. Got said one-year-old out of his jacket, out of his shoes, and into his bed without waking him up even a little bit. I am the best one. I get plus two. That was a, yeah. I was literally Superman. I texted Brian being like, you will not believe what I did. (laughs) It was magic today. And then he slept for two and a half hours. Ooh. In direct opposition to that, I went and hung out with my nieces this week. We went to a park, and we were playing on the park. And my uh, one niece was walking on the one of those like those log uh, emplacements where it's a bunch of logs sort of piled on top of each other, and you can climb up on them. And they're like five feet off the ground, and you just like do a bunch of stuff on the logs. And I used to be very good at that, so I climbed up on there with her because she was being very tentative, and I wanted to show her how safe it could be to be walking on these logs um but she was having none of it and then she took off and honestly you can't have a you can't be a grown man standing on a playground log pile by yourself so i was trying to figure out a a good way to get down and i was like oh whatever i'll just hop down and and grab onto this log so i don't fall over and so um instead of that idea was i jumped down the ground like a little too far forward so that grabbing on a log actually put me off balance then i like teetered a bunch and then I looked straight into the eyes of a, like a five-year-old while I tumbled backwards onto my butt. So I'm going to take a minus one uh, to my <laughs> decks this week. That story was so good, though. The past few days for me have been wildly uneventful, so I'm going to stick with just a straight neutral modifier. Let's see what you roll. I got That's a four. A 13. 19, baby! You go, Superwoman. 11. Hello, I am Sasha. I play Faileth, the half-elven bard who was raised by and can speak to ghosts. My fun fact about Faileth today 
is that she has somewhat of a green thumb, which is surprising for someone who's never lived anywhere long enough to really grow things. Uh, but she met a gardener once, uh, well, the ghost of a gardener, uh, who told her all about growing your own food and things, and she thought this could actually be something that she could do to have a reliable source of food. So she filled her pockets with dirt and planted whatever she could find in them. And she actually managed to grow some mushrooms. Uh, it was impressive considering that they were just living in pocket dirt. But she did it. She grew some mushrooms and she ate them and then she tripped for three days. And then she didn't do that anymore. Hi, I'm Allie and I'm playing Quarry Anaclathi Bostukbase, a Goliath paladin. Stefan, Quarry's mentor, taught Quarry to take a moderate approach to their work as a paladin of soul so that they would never, never become like the paladins of the Salarian Inquisition. It's a great relief to Melian. Just heads up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Salarian Inquisition is awful, so. My name is David. I play Jovan Savage Cooperson, a human scholar, currently masquerading as a rogue. My fun fact for the day is that, you know, I had one, and it just flooded my mind, as these things do. Um... Okay, time to make one up on the spot. Uh, he has been in a single relationship in his entire life, and that was based in the city that he came from, um, and it was just a short fling. Uh, he never actually found out what happened to them. They just vanished one day, and he was never able to find them again. My name is Brian. I'm at MindOverBrian on both Twitter and Twitch. Uh, not, that I, not that I tweet or Twitch very often, uh, but on Twi Twitch I spell it with a zero. And I am playing Melian Barebone, the changeling barbarian, uh, who I don't think I have ever relayed the story of the night that he left his tribe behind. Um, Melian has a twin brother, and the two of them were supposed to uh, grow up and take a position of power in their tribe. Um, but uh, Melian turned out, as his mother put it, wrong. And so he was in strongly encouraged by his mother to leave. Um, secretly, so that, his, so that his brother would never know. Um, but on the night that he was leaving, his brother caught him. And so in an effort to, to fulfill his mother's um, wishes, he lied to his brother and told him that he couldn't stand being around him anymore and left, uh, essentially just abandoning his brother to, to take that position of power alone. Sad. Now that everyone has introduced themselves... Let's get this adventure rolling. And remember here, we roll with adventure. Our session begins in the midst of a chilling scene. As the light of soul left the skies above Barrowman's and the sun itself set, horrendous screams rent the air as townfolk across Barrowman's were transformed by some dark force. A spell, perhaps? A curse? Or something else? One wonders if you will find out. Our party has barricaded itself within the lodgings behind the stately elf tavern, utilizing supplies on hand to bar the door and windows, while Faileth has kept a watch with her elven eyes through a thin gap. Now, after seeing misshapen, transformed forms, of the townsfolk outside, and the chilling visage of eight children. Faileth stares eye to eye with one of the transformed, 
through this small slit. Fela, you stare through the thin glass window into the milky white eyes of the child, twisted by whatever force damns this town. This young girl's black hair twists and sways as if it were submerged in water, almost disconcerting enough to draw your attention away from her circular mouth filled with small, spiraling, sharp teeth. Yet, without blinking or breaking eye contact, tears begin to well up in this little creature's eyes. Eyes that you can tell are not filled with any malice or ill will as she begs, Please, 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 please give me light. Just a little light. Please help me. Just a flame. Please, 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 please. It hurts. It hurts so much. Please, please, please. Just a little candle. Please, just a little spark. Please, 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 please. Will you help this poor child? Faileth? What do no. you say to your companions, and what do you do? Ooh, that was Guys, so sad. Don't turn on any lights. We will be hard pressed to fight them if we do not light the space. I don't think we need to fight them. I think if we wait, she'll go away. Did we hear her, or just fail it? Give me perception checks. Oh. I rolled a four, so I definitely did not. I also rolled a four. No way, because I rolled a four, too. (laughs) Um, Which means that's a five. Yeah, I don't have a modifier to perception, so it's a straight four. Only Faileth heard her whisper as tears rolled down her cheeks. Yeah, I do have a modifier, but it's a negative one. Oof. (laughs) So we were five, four, three. That's good really covered that fail spectrum. <laughs> what What's out there, Faileth? It's a zombie child! And she's terrifying and weird, and she desperately wants us to turn on the light, and I'd feel really badly for her if she wasn't a zombie. She wants us to... Interesting. She needs it, I think. She's begging, and it's really sad, except she's a zombie and those are bad, weird, unnatural things, and I don't think we should feed her. Well, if she just wants a literal light, then that means that she's not here to steal our light of soul. She wants, like, a candle or something. Oh, but that doesn't sound... Please, please, just a candle. Just a candle, please. Just a little spark. Faileth. What? You can, you can light candles. Can you, can you, can you light through the window so we don't have to open the door? Perhaps then (sighs) we can observe what happens. And, but, but, if you, yeah, I can press to digitate a a light. If you light the child on fire, we shall see. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, should I do that? No, I, I don't think that that would be conducive to our experiment. I guess I could put a spark out there with her, behind her maybe, so she Elder leaves. Becoming suspicious of your sympathy for the monstrous. It doesn't, in my experience, it's uh, not usual for zombies to converse with you or ask for light. I'm, I'm curious to learn more about whatever this is that's afflicting her. Would you learn more at the expense of our lives? 
No, I wouldn't open the door, but seeing how she reacts to a little flame outside, I don't know how that can... Well, I have expressed my hesitation, but I will bow to your experience. She taps against the window pane as she continues to beg. Okay! Uh, I press to digitate a little shower of sparks uh, behind her. So as you prestigitate that little shower of sparks behind her, Faileth, you are the only one that can see this because you're looking through the window. As that light sort of shimmers behind her briefly, you watch the glow illuminate her from behind, and then the glow almost slams into her drawn straight into her skin and you see the flesh on her face slowly beginning to shift where that gaping circular maw of a mouth once resided now you instead see a young child's smile shining back at you and her eyes look not white and milky anymore but if there was more light they look like normal eyes. Uh, but you do note that the sparks, like, they go out real fast. And as you're watching this, you can almost see it looks as if some of that transformation is starting to shift back the other way. <gasps> the light turns her back into a people! Well, this sounds more like a curse than a permanent. Yeah. Maybe she's not a zombie. Doesn't seem like it. I've never known a zombie to... Hmm. Ooh, good. If she's not a zombie, we can help her. Uh, and I send like a whole ton of sparks down there. I just press a digital <laughs> crap out of it. Let's just say that every round you're sending more sparks out there, making them rain down around her. And you see her features fully form back into a little girl's features. Uh, her hair is no longer waving as if a victim, uh, as if in water. And she looks at you and really quietly says, Thank you. Thank you. Right, so we should go outside and just turn on all the lights, right? Turn, like, light every flame. Make, like, does anyone have, like, a spell that brings the sun back or something? I wish that I did, but I, it seems to me that if she's attracted to light, then as we go out, more will be attracted, and we're going to need more than just your prestidigitation. Something like a... Is Let's a, set the building on fire! Oh, I... <laughs> I was thinking more of uh, a bonfire in the in the town square sort of a thing. But we'd have to, like, get wood and be out there with all of these creepy creatures. If we set the building on fire, then it's just fl- lots of flames, like, just immediately. I'm worried that if we do something quite like that, the townsfolk may be harmed. They might not be able to regain control or senses before they dive too deeply into the flames. I hadn't considered that. And with winter coming on, I would not want to deprive them of a building or someone of their livelihood. If it was simple as just lighting a lantern on them, I think they would have left a lantern for themselves. There must be 
some reason, they'd shy away from even an open flame over the night. I guess I don't know this guy, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> how much has Faileth described how it works? Not really at all. I think she's said what she said. Okay. Mm. <laughs> That's about it, yeah. No one's asked me yet. <laughs> what do you think, Faileth? How about how the, <laughs> the light works upon them? I didn't notice like she was absorbing it. Hmm. I put out a little bit of light and her eyes changed back and then I put a lot of light and she changed back a lot more. So I think it just needs like a lot of light and they'll turn back. Maybe they can't leave enough light for themselves. Or, you know, when we talked to them in the village, they were so vague and strange. Oh, I bet they don't remember. Yes. Which is perhaps a blessing given how monstrous and distressed they seem to be. Yeah, she said it hurts. But they can't help themselves, then. If they are absorbing the light, it is not a solution. Hmm. They will return to the same state tomorrow. And the next night. And the next. Faileth, does she... know how we can help them? Um, is she still there? Oh, she has not left. She is, like, pressed up against the window, as if she's, like, trying to listen <laughs> to you guys. How much has she changed back? She looks like she's still pretty normal with the amount of light that you shot into her for that brief period of time. Um, uh, I shoot out a little bit more, just to be safe. Mm -hmm. And then I say, do you know what did this to you? It was many weeks ago. Mama had just finished canning the onions from harvest, and I had been playing with my friends. They're all empty like me too. We're all empty. The night it happened, I felt like I was flying. Flying towards the mountains. I thought it was a dream. It felt like such a good dream. It made me feel funny inside, light and bubbly. But then it wasn't fun. It was painful. I saw my friends. I saw my mama. My papa. Everyone flying towards the mountains. Towards the woman with the dying face. She was holding something. Something pretty and green. It sparkled. Like glass or, or, or ice when the light catches it. Uh, but it had all these little flat spots on it. I felt myself falling. Being pulled towards it. And I... I struggled. I tried to run to my mama's skirt. Um, and we, we all struggled. And, and then I saw them. The pretty ladies that watch over the, our homes. But, but only two of them. Uh, the, the ones in the middle of the town. They helped us. Uh, and, and we got away. The, there was this big, bright wash of color. But it wasn't over. It happened again the next night. And this time when I thought that we'd be saved, the ladies that protect us weren't there. They, they couldn't help us. And the woman with the dying face, she took my light from me. The woman with the dying face took all our lights, and she put them in something. Something with a thousand pretty faces. I thought I woke up the next morning, but I didn't. It has to be a nightmare. I'm still lying in bed, but I'm here. Like Mama and Papa and all my friends. And we forget. We forget when the sun shines. But here, here in the dark, 
that's when we remember. I just want my light back. Please help me. They are terrifying, soulless abominations, and we should kill them. I think we should find a grown-up. They do have souls, and it is interesting. She's so much more coherent than anyone we talked to during the day. Yeah, it sounds like they're being trapped inside those gems or whatever the many faces thing is. We should find a grown-up who could tell us with less hyperbole. Poor kiddo. Mm. I wonder... Magic oh. user that you spoke to up on the hill. Ah, uh, yes. Old Natty. I wonder if she's there or if she's out with everyone. It does seem like they are cursed and it may be in our power to help them. If we can return what has been stolen from them, and it sounds as if it's been stored somewhere rather than uh, eaten or absorbed. Okay, Cass, remind me, was there not someone coming up through our floor? You guys pulled floorboards up for the option of being able to go and hide down ah. there. Because you realized that there was a cellar that connected this building likely all the way to the tower. While I am sympathetic to the plight of the town, we have our own concerns. Perhaps we could report this to the authorities when we leave in the morning. Not the authorities in town, obviously. Yeah, I think they're either in on it or part of it. I don't... I need to... Seek Soul's guidance. I'm not sure what it is that I should do. But for tonight, as I am here, I would like to gather more information, and if uh, you would prefer to stay here, then perhaps you can lock the door again after me. Do not approve, but I shall not stop you. I wish very much to help these people, and I do not feel that I can turn my back on them. It may be beyond my power to assist them, but I feel that I must at least try. So you would instead turn your back on the people of Gummerhold? No, but they're... Paladin, I am only saying that you are making a choice. You either stay here, spending your energy on helping these people, or we can hasten to Drummer Hollow, to a threat we know how to combat, and which we have resources that are vital and information. So, while I sympathize with your plight, and I too would like to help these people, know that you are making a choice. Yes, you are quite right, Melian, and it, it is a choice that I must make, and I don't know, I still do not know Perhaps when the dawn comes with the clarity of soul's light, I will understand his will. But it seems to me in this moment that these people need my help. If soul's light has been taken from them, then it is my duty to restore it if I can. And while things in Dwemer Hollow are, are pressing, there is still time before... I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if there's still time. Haven't we already missed the date when the boat was going to take those kids? If they were even... I don't even know anymore. I, It's all gotten messed up somehow. Yovan, you strike me as one good with dates. Do you... Can you shed any light on the schedule of events? 
but not literal light, or we will uh, further encourage these creatures outside to. I've been trying to puzzle it out, but I'm not seeing any obvious connections. No, no obvious answer. We need more information. But the the next child will not disappear for slightly less than a month. But the boat that may have taken the most recent victim, um, that will have left already. It will have, yes. That's already gone. So we're already too late. We spent too long in the woods, unless... Did anyone ask the date when you arrived here? Uh, I did not, but these people, I don't know if I would rely on their... Ah, but Melian, we brought that book, and we will at least know the last recorded date from the garrison. Though we won't necessarily know how long they've been gone. I don't trust the forest. We might not have been in there as long as we thought we had. Or we may have been in there for much longer still. Hmm. I wish that there were some way to get a message to Buchanan. But I will not make a decision tonight about whether... I should remain to help the town. But I would like to see what information I can gather while it is at least possible to make some of these people coherent. I think that's the best bet we have, yeah. I wish there was another way. Yes, I think uh, I shall go and see what I can do about lighting a fire. Um... To speak to some of the townspeople. But I do understand if you... If any of you would prefer to stay behind. You are phrasing it as if it were a question of bravery. I, I do not intend it that way, I Millian. am not afraid to face these townsfolk. However, I think the most prudent measure would be to remain where they cannot absorb our light. And thus be able to accomplish our mission in the morning. I understand, and certainly someone should stay with Marsh and Trent. Melian, once again, against his better judgment, turns to Faileth and says, Well, Faileth, I am pledged to you. What would you have me do? Ugh, don't make me choose. I don't know. When they were zombies, it was easy. We'd just, you know, kill them and put them out of their misery. But I think they're people, and that sucks. We don't... It, I mean, but I don't think dangerous to us the way they are. We can fix them with light. If we stay here until the sun comes up, they'll be better, and then we can... Ugh, oh, I don't know. We've already failed Mulgabeth's girl, and... I don't want to fail this little girl, too. Please help us. Ah, son of a bitch. Uh, Faith, does she know if the others will hurt us in their current state? Will your friends hurt us if we try to help you? No. All of us just want to be helped. We just want our light back. I mean, she says they won't, but I don't know exactly how reliable they are. Hmm. Oh, I don't like any of this. Ghosts make more sense. <laughs> yes. Cass, can you remind me of something? Go right um, To save me flipping back through my notes... We had some idea of how many kids they needed before the ritual would be complete, didn't we? You guys have surmised based off of something that was said. 
when Faileth and Yovan, working together, destroyed the skull and freed the mm. ghost, it said, beware the Ark of Despair, and then it says something about 13 guardians. And you guys talked about that possibly being 13 kids in total, then? Right. And there's only been nine taken so far? I don't actually remember how many you guys know of at this point in time. Oh, last. Let me go back and look through my notes. We know of ten children taken. Faileth, I think we may not yet have failed Roldal. You think she's not dead, and she wasn't the last one taken. It's possible that they are still alive, and if we are correct in our belief that what that skull said to you meant that there will be 13 children taken, we are only aware of 10. There may still be time to save the children, so I would not count that as a lost cause, for what it's worth. Eleven. There was the shoe in the alley, but we have time. At any rate, without making a decision one way or the other, we do have tonight to do with what we will, and I would like to see how likely I think it is that I can help these people. But Melian is right that we will have to make a choice, and even now, by not resting through the night, though I'm not sure if we could, given all that's going on outside. We are making a choice. Yeah. Well, we could rest if we were simply to rest and have someone keep watch. As long as there's no more screaming. Can you not sleep with screaming? I could sleep through the screaming. Oh, I can sleep through screaming. I had a couple ghosts once that that's all they did. They didn't have jaws anymore. I think they got, like, blasted off by something and so they just made these horrible noises just constantly over and over and over it was bloody frustrating but it did teach me to sleep through pretty much any noise I, Faileth, I remember you may recall that you made them tangible for several nights I did unpleasant it wasn't exactly my choice it just was a thing that kind of happened I definitely could not so I think that means that I'm taking watch. I could not sleep through this screaming, and I, um, I wish to go out and see who, if anyone, it is possible to talk to. Though I do not have Faileth's gift for making light, so I shall have to come up with some solution of my own. I do have torches. And a tinderbox. Cass... Was there anything in the town that looked like could be safely lit on fire? A rubbish pile? You haven't seen a huge amount of the town. Mm-hmm. From what you've seen, at the far end of town, Natty's house is up against a wall, and it is set apart from the rest of the town a little bit. Uh, in the town square... The statue of the maidens is made of wood. It wasn't like a convenient wagon full of hay or anything like that? Give me a perception check. Great, I was so good at this last time. <laughs> I rolled a two. That's a three. You had too much on your mind. I did, I had a lot on my mind. It doesn't mean that there isn't. It just 
means that you didn't notice it. Right, and without dark vision, it shall be very interesting to go out there without a light that attracts all of them to me. Okay. Quarry shall just have to make the best of it. So what are you all planning to do? Sleep. Mm-hmm. Take watch. Quarry is heading out. Uh, alright, never mind. <laughs> I'll go with Quarry. <laughs> Yovan, you do not have to accompany me. I will be fine on my own. I believe it, but better to travel in pairs. Two sets of eyes is better than one. You can't mm. watch your own back. Vela. Yep. Before we go, would you ask your friend if she will help us? Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea, but I guess... Faileth, when you look out, she's like half transformed back. Ooh, she's already turning back into a weird, awful creature. Uh, I shoot a bunch more light out at her. Uh, so you shoot a bunch more light out at her, and she turns back, but you also notice some silhouettes a bit more in the distance. Oh, there's more coming! I don't think you guys should go anywhere! I think we should wait till light! This is crazy! The basement. We can go through to the other building without being seen. Yes, that's an excellent idea, Jovan. Okay, but I don't think you should ask for help from these things. She is not staying her very long. Uh, Felithin, can you at least ask her if there is any quantity of burnable material that we could utilize to help them? Um, hey, do you know where we could start a fire for you to get some light? Oh, most of our houses have uh, fireplaces... Yeah, that doesn't sound very helpful. I thought you were saying you could... That you could... I'm, I'm not very helpful. No, you're lovely, darling. Don't even worry. Hey, why don't you go home to your fireplace? And then we'll light it for you. Oh. Then you can have all the light you uh, need. Um, but... But I'm sleeping there. But I'm here. But I'm over there. And I don't wake up. Fair. That, you know that's a fair point. You know I don't think these are their real bodies. Oh, interesting. Was it the spiral teeth that gave it away? <laughs> well, no, I thought maybe their real bodies were corrupted or twisted somehow, but now it sounds like these are, like, projections of their souls or some creepy, crazy yeah. thing like that. Perhaps living ghosts. Ooh, I hate that idea. But perhaps you can then control them, as you control regular ghosts. I'd say control is given me a lot of credit. I mean, that is fair. I can talk to them. Sometimes they listen to me. I don't know that I can control them. Sometimes if I call on them, they'll help me. Perhaps if you sing this one a song. Ooh, <laughs> alright. Um, ooh, uh, let's see. Hey, uh, what, what lullaby did your mother used to sing to you? Or does she sing to you now? She rattles off a setting-appropriate lullaby that Cass has <laughs> not written up. <laughs> Why would you have? Um, and uh, Faileth looks at the little girl and, and begins to sing. Will the... you go, laddie, go? And we'll all go together To pull wild mountain time All around the blooming heather Your voice is so pretty. It's it's like the voice that I always think my doll has. I don't know if I'm pleased about that or not. You're so but thank so you. Pretty. Thank you. You're we always really forget, pretty. but I am a bard. 
<laughs> you're you're really pretty. Oh, stop that! You're adorable. You're not at all like the lady with the dying face. Where is that lady? Do you know? Yeah. Well, so the lady with the dying face. She 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 brought the people that bring pain. The ones that wear black robes. Not not the monks. As many as my fingers came. Where do they live? Well, after they 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 went into the shriekers, uh, up up towards the abbey. Um. But but after the lady with the dying face heard us, she she left with one full hand of them. Did you get that? Yes. Does she think her thumb is a finger? Do you count your thumb as one of your fingers? She's holding up. When she said, uh, as many as my fingers came, she held up both hands, and then she held up when she said one hand, full hand of them, she held up one hand at the same time. Right. Faileth, can you give me a flat d20? Eight. As she is saying this, and as you check back with Kuari, you and you look back at her, you hear really quietly a voice that almost is like scratching at the back of your mind. And really quietly you hear three go north, three go south, four remain mired by doubt to seek the ends that they require to expunge all traces to unearth the key, to desecrate the fourth's rest. All shall never forgive the travesty. Uh, I whisper that back to everybody so they can hear it too. Now, to flip back in my notes to see who the fourth soul. Does Quarry know anything about soul's last rest? Not a phrase you've ever heard before. Oh, great. Well, does it mean anything to any of you? No. Not to me. I don't know what to make of it, but anything... Desecrating anything related to soul is... Troublesome. To me, of course. If these people have been cursed by the cult of bliss, stealing their light from soul, I don't know what they could be using it for. But I don't like it. But I suppose, um... I should go, and Yovan, if you are sure you wish to accompany me, then... Your idea of going through the the cellar is a good one. Alright. You know the way. I'll watch behind. Alright. Cass? Yep? Can Cory ask Carlin if he can see in the dark? Is there anything that says you can't ask him? No, I just... Okay. Uh, Carlin? Yes? I don't suppose you can see in the dark. Your perception of sight half that makes me whole is rather lacking. Mine? Yes. Uh, can I take that to mean that you will be able to assist me with some directions out there? If that is what you seek. It would be greatly appreciated, but before I go, I must know, I haven't made some sort of pact with something through you, have I? 
You are simply the other half that makes me whole. I still don't know what that means, but I suppose I will learn. All right. We must go and do Soul's work. Uh, Corey will, I guess, try to lower themselves into the cellar. Is it very far down? You can lower yourself down, and then it's just a small little jump. I'll do that, and then I'll kind of call up the oven. Would you like help down? As long as there's nothing for me to worry about falling on, I'll be fine. And the right. uh, oven will follow. So, what are you guys lighting for light? Are you putting light on torch? Are you lighting torches? Are you uh, lighting some of the lanterns that you guys have? What are you... What source of illumination are you guys going to be carrying? Or are you doing this in darkness? I was thinking that... You know how if you spend enough time in the dark, your eyes acclimatize enough for you to, like, mostly not walk into things? Or is it, like, pitch black, pitch black out there? So, out there, you don't actually know. Because Phala's been the one that's primarily been looking out. Mm -hmm. Down here, because you're actually underground, it is basically pitch black. Perhaps a hooded lantern, Jovan? What do you think would be best? Might not even need to go that far. Um, just a moment. I have candles. I'm going to recommend using those instead of a lantern. Just a little bit less light. Remember uh, that you did jerry-rig some hooded lanterns? Back yeah, in I'd... the forest. Even with a hooded lantern, though, that's way brighter than a candle would be, wouldn't it? But we could shudder it. If we needed to, think, couldn't we? Potentially. Um, I mean, we could also blow out the candle. Yeah, with the lantern, it's still like a flashlight, right? Well, yeah. not quite as much as a flashlight, but it's like. It would also depend, probably, on what you were using to illuminate from within the lantern. Say you were putting a candle in there versus oil. Uh, oh, I. You know what? I completely blanked on that. Yeah, that's the obvious answer. Um, okay. Candles in the hooded lanterns, then. Perfect. Just one, actually. So you're going to prepare and light one hooded lantern? Are you going to prepare the other ones for if you need to light them, or...? Yeah, I'll have them prepped and ready to go, but only the one for now. Okay. Carlin, we're looking for something in the town that we can safely set on fire without burning the whole town to the ground. A pile of something flammable, a wagon with something we can burn. One of those... One of those buildings stunk like those quadruped equins. Horses. Yes. Hmm. We don't necessarily need to burn it. If it has hay and flammable material within it, it can make a fire slightly farther away. Hmm. We have a wagon or something similar over top to keep the fire going. I'd still like to see how they are active flame. If they're not liable to hurt themselves on it. I don't want to make a pyre for this village. I have an idea. If we can find the heap of uh, horse manure and we are able to bring some wood to it, we can light it on fire and that should burn for hopefully a good long time. That being said, are we making our way to the old woman's house? Or are we trying to return the entire village to normal for a short time to speak with them? While I'm not sure whether the woman would be at home or not, it seems that the people are out roaming the streets. I'd hoped that 
You'd mentioned in conversation with her that she had not left her home, while others seemed to be mulling about during the day. That might mean that her... It's it's possible, but I don't know. I don't think that anybody told us the truth during the day. It seems that they're all in some kind of state of denial, some kind of trance, thinking that their life continues as normal. Then I'll follow your lead. Uh, Carlin, do you think you would be able to direct us to the horses? It was right in the square. Okay. Well, um, perhaps our noses will aid us in our quest. And Cory will climb the stairs to the inn and lead the way out. So you cross through the storeroom. Uh, you see barrels, kegs, and bottles scattered about in stands and arranged for ease of access. And you come to a set of stairs that does lead up to a door. I'm. Can I grab, um, like, two or three bottles? Sure. Or we'll put it on their tab. These may serve as a distraction if we can light them on fire, or perhaps they will help us light the fire in the horse manure. Better to have them than to not. Mm-hmm. Shut a lantern before we open the door, I believe. Yes. As you go to open the door, you realize that it must be padlocked on the other side. Of course it is. That's not a terrible problem. Can I fit my lockpicks underneath it? No, I think he said padlock, so like a... I don't think it's okay. like a Okay, no, no. I, I think I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> like, I don't need gonna... line of sight to it. <laughs> oh! Yeah, you can definitely slip them under the door. Uh, Alright, then I manifest my mage hand on the other side, and I pick the lock. Give me two checks. Give me okay. a perception check for like getting your mage hand to actually line it up without you being able to see on the other side, and then give me a thieves' tools. Oh, um, can I just have it knock gently on the door and let your door figure out if I've gotten right spot? Oh yeah, that works perfectly. As you're able to get uh, you still way up and perception hear check? it shaking on it. Uh, no, don't don't give me a perception check, but give me a thieves' tools with disadvantage, because... That's more than fair. Uh, let's take a look here. So I'm going to use my scar ability, uh, specifically with specialist thieves' tools, to spend two trick points and gain advantage, which cancels out the disadvantage. Um, and then I have uh, expertise with thieves' tools, a plus three modifier, and nimble fingers for a total of plus nine. Uh, that's not actually depend. Uh, nimble fingers, does that apply to mage hand? Um, the fluff is you're particularly quick and skilled with your hands, granting you the following benefits. Uh, increased dexterity score. Uh, gain a plus two to dexterity, sleight of hand checks, as well as checks to pick locks, craft, arm, or disarm, tie up a creature or object, or any other non-combat action that calls upon my fine motor skills. Since it's not my These hand... These are your fine arcane motor skills. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I guess making it not disadvantage was, um... Oh, I don't know what the second die was. So we'll say it's worth it. Uh, so that was a 15, so a 24. Uh, yes, it, it takes a few minutes. Uh, you do have a false start. 
Uh, it's much harder to do without looking, and you've been out of practice from doing this for a while. Oh, uh, but you do hear a distinct click, and you then quietly put your lockpicks back on the ground and get your each hand to pull the padlock off, and the door pushes open. A good thing it was unlocked then. <clears throat> that could have been awkward. That was well done, Jovan. You pick up your lockpicks from the ground, and you, with your lit lantern, survey the inside of the tavern. Uh, you note that one of the, the door over by the base of the stairs that went up to the second story uh, is where you have come out. I'm going to hold onto the padlock for now. Just stuff an available pocket. Okay. Um, before I will shut the door. And so how dark is it in here? Uh, with your hooded lantern, you're able to see. I think Jovan shuttered it. Is it before yeah, we shut the door? Ah. Just to make sure in case there's people waiting for us. It's pitch black. Hmm. Seems we'll need a little light. As you bring a little bit of light, you notice as the light glints off the windows, which have been shuttered, that even where the shutters aren't fully closed, there doesn't seem to be any light slipping through the window from outside. It seems we're going to need the lantern throughout. It'll be a danger when we head outside. Yes. It carries for a long way. Is there any wood, any, uh wood piled by the fireplace if you could shine your lantern so you shine your lantern over to the fireplace and you see some logs that look like they were partially burned but are they cold now can quarry check if you touch them they are cold to the touch okay quarry will pick them up and carry them this is very reminiscent of the torches that were partially burned and then extinguished in the garrison. Oh, interesting. Jovan's going to use his mage hand to carry the lantern, um, making a point to, if he can, uh, have it the full 60 feet ahead of them when they head outside, enough that they can still see the path they're walking towards, mm. maybe not being attracting all the attention to them specifically. Okay. That's a great idea. So you notice that the front door is not locked, unlike the storeroom door. And as you give me a stealth check for as you push it open. Jovan or Cory? Whichever one of you is pushing it open. I don't think it would be too metagamey to have Jovan push it open. <laughs> yes. Cory will lead the way once we're outside. Considering when you're controlling the lantern, uh, yeah, it definitely would make sense for Jovan to make the roll. Okay, so that's a 19, so that's going to be a 22. So you push the door open, and as your light extends, as your light moves out into the main square, uh, you note that you do see figures hunched over, and you hear moans. The sounds of people in pain. The light from your lantern falls across one hunched figure over in a corner. And you do see a pallid white face with eyes like wax and a mouth full of spiraling teeth. But as the light stays on that person, even for a few moments before 
you either maybe you jerk it so that it goes higher up or you turn it away uh, you see the, fe- the features soften and begin to shift I uh, try to get a quick count and relay their the number and position to Corey before we head out uh, there appears to be about nine out in the square Cory will try to avoid them and is going to head out into the square of using a combination of their nose and hopefully some direction from Carlin about where to find the horses. You faintly remember that there was another tavern called uh, the Captain's something. Mm-hmm. And now that you think about it, you feel like you remember seeing a stable off of it. Okay. Then we will head there. We'll follow carefully behind. For gathering the resources mm-hmm. to build a bit more of a bonfire, I'm gonna treat this like a skill challenge. Okay. My rolls have been really good tonight, so I feel feel really optimistic. So how I'm gonna have this operate is that uh, you need three successes before you accrue three failures. And those three successes are you achieving it without drawing the attention of the occupants of Barrowlands. Jovan's stealth check for opening the door will count as the first success in that. I'm helping. Yay! <laughs> for this, you guys can use your skills or class abilities to attempt to succeed at at skill check points but you can't use the same skill as that you've previously used right so because Yovan has used stealth he can't use stealth again the next time I would just like to apologize in advance because all of my modifiers for my skills are not great that sounds like the best I mean, except for, like, super helpful things like medicine. Uh, and intimidation. Perhaps I can... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Intimidate the horses into revealing their whereabouts without attracting the attention of the townspeople. You might need to apologize in character, but out of character, that just makes for a good story. <laughs> okay. For crossing this town square to reach the stable on the other side. Kuari, what skill are you going to utilize? I think I'm going to attempt perception to avoid the shadowy figures and any stuff that I might trip over. Okay. Jovan, are you going to be doing anything particular during this movement as well? Not necessarily a skill. I'm trying to determine if what you're doing is helpful, a detriment, or neutral. Did the creatures seem to react at all when the light fell on them? Were they attracted the to The one that the light fell across, you did see it start to uncurl as if it was starting to walk, to, that it was going to move towards the light, but you did move the light away from it, and it is not in the field of light at this time now. Before Cory moves across, I'm going to intentionally have the hand just quickly stroll to the light across the clearing 
and see if it's moved since then. Oh, it's definitely moved. It's about 10 feet closer to the uh, lantern. Then I'm going to intentionally focus the light on each of the individuals in there and have them move towards the head. Okay. Can you give me a flat D20? That is a 10. The light survives this round. <laughs> Kuari, because Yovin is distracting them, please give me a perception check with advantage for as you move across. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to log off now. I rolled a three, and then I rolled a two. <laughs> so that's a four. I'll take the lead for that. I have strobe and lights in your eyes. <laughs> that's <laughs> very kind of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. As you are making your way across, you almost stumble over one of them that Yovan <laughs> missed, uh, ca- catching in the strobe of his light. This oh. one was a bit smaller and curled over. Yovan may have thought it was just a rock, but it doesn't rouse. It just simply moans. And you guys make it to the entrance to the captain's whatever this is. So will we have to make another check to get to the stable? Yes. Um, Are we close enough that I could make an animal handling check to try to quiet the animals as we approach? No. Okay. And Jovan, is there something that you would like to do for this? Would you like to interject for this skill check roll? How far down the way is this table? It's probably about another 20 feet from where you are. No, okay. At least the entrance to it. It's not quite far enough to justify scrabbling onto the roof. Uh, (laughs) There goes plan A. Um, Okay. So the stable is about 20 feet down. Uh, the attached tavern. Is it close to us or farther from us? The door is basically right in front of you. With my knowledge of uh, how buildings like this are normally made, if I have them, is it normal for a stable to have an interior leading door as well? Quite possible. Okay. If there is a like a more of a um, small little area in which isn't covered like a little courtyard where they might be able to um, walk the horses a bit more or for people to ride into perhaps then I'm going to see if I can break into the tavern instead okay what type of check would you like to do is the door to the tavern locked (laughs) it is not heartbreaking okay um would it was be it sleight of hand? To, uh, investigation or sleight of hand would be the ideal ones. I'm just trying to think of how to best approach it. Um, Give me an investigation check for okay. perhaps, say, like peeking through the window to see if, with the it's, little bit of light you, you have, if there's a uh, occupant. Uh, if there's an occupant, or perhaps if it looks like it would be quicker. Mm-hmm. What are that 16? Noted. It does look like uh, there is a door on the other side, and that it might be a bit quicker. Assuming that the creatures are still moving towards it, uh, the lantern, I'm going 
going to have the hand shutter the lantern, uh, go as high up as it can, and come back to us. I'm going to um, indicate to Quarry by a tap on the shoulder. We should go through the tavern. Are you going to pull Quarry along a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So you guys pull yourselves into the tavern, and you do you close the door behind you? Yes. Okay. You close the door behind you. You're in a dark tavern. I didn't think this through. We need the lantern back in. Um, I have well, the other you, lantern. You wrapped. brought the... You, you said that you had the hand bring the lantern over to you. Okay. If we had time for that. Then mm-hmm. once we're inside and the door is closed, and I looked in through a window, um, mm-hmm. am I able to shutter that window in the dark? Sure. Cool. Uh, and then I will light the lantern. When you shutter the lantern, does it actually go out completely, or are you just closing it so that no light's coming out? Um, so far I've just been closing it so no light comes out. Okay. Then you don't need to relight it. You just open the shutter a bit. Light illuminates this taproom. It appears that this taproom is definitely a bit on the rougher side than the stately elf, which has thoughts of its own grandeur. Uh, you can see tables scattered about. It looks like there's a chair that was maybe recently broken from a bar fight. Can Cory gather that and any cold wood from the fireplace? And maybe sure. make, like, an athletics check to carry all of this? Okay. Oh, that is a dirty 20. Excellent. Cory's found the collar. Collar <laughs> firewood. <laughs> Doing any, like, brute strength things is a Cory like, specialty. It's all the time in the quarry. Just come home. (laughs) Yep. With that, with the firewood collected, you make your way to the door at the back, and you come out into an open area right behind the stables. And you can hear some nearby horses whining. As your light slats out across this area, you do see that there are two of those figures. Any manure pile in sight? Give me a flat d20. 17. Why, yes, there is, but it is quite close to the two of them. Hmm. You hear the horses begin to make a bit more commotion. Yovan, do you think you can... Lead them away. Cass, is this a pile of manure really close to the building? Uh, no, it's more a bit out from a corner. And it does not have any roof overhanging it. Okay. So, like, could be okay to set fire to it? Quite possibly. It's not close enough that Quarry thinks they're going to burn down the inn. No, it's not quite, it's not close enough that you think you'd burn down the inn. Jovan, do you think you could lead them away with the lantern long enough for us to start the fire here? So close? Yes, I think I could. Um, before I try to lead them with the lantern, um, I'm going to have the lantern set down in a corner where it's not facing directly on them, but enough that we can see the silhouettes, if that's a possibility. Okay. And then I'm going to have the mage hand knock on the ground nearby them and see if they react to the music. So as you 
illuminate them enough so that you can see their silhouettes, you see that they already begin to start moving towards the lantern. Other than the door we're coming through, how many exits are there into the stable here? There is one other out the way that the animals are beginning, beginning to become increasingly uh, louder and more concerned. If we light the fire here, is anybody going to be able to get in to see it? Are there any windows to the stable other than, like, can anything see in at the moment? The door across the front of the stables is closed. There are probably some small windows, but they're mostly higher up for the animals. Is there any reason we can't simply illuminate these two, bring them back to their senses, and leave them with a lantern light? Hmm. Yes, we could we could try that. If they don't suck up the lantern light like they like the little girl sucked up Faileth's sparks. But it's worth a try. Give me a flat D twenty open. Uh, another ten. Okay. As you guys are talking, you see one of the figures moves much faster than you would have expected it to towards the lantern and you watch as what looks like the flame of the candle rip out of the lantern and into it and the thing briefly glows looks like it almost becomes back to human and then it goes completely pitch black oh no (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, using entirely my memory of what I saw of the stables here before it went dark and moving as quickly as I'm able, I'm going to have the Mage Hand uh, pick up the other lantern that we had prepped, uh, move and push open the door to the stable, and then once it's a fair distance away, have the hand put down the lantern and light it. Uh, with it as mu- as shuttered as it can be while still being lit, if that's doable. I don't actually think that's going to be doable because the hand would then have to come back to you to grab Tinder uh, or uh, Flint mm. and right. then go back to the lantern, which you wouldn't be able to see. Could I, just with a piece of twine or something, tie the Flint to the lantern? Oh, most assuredly. That's just going to cost time, I guess. I don't want to do so. Hopefully I don't end up playing patty cake with uh, one of the creatures looking for a bit more light in the meantime. Could Quarry, um... Like, was Quarry close enough that they could start sort of setting up the wood by feel in the pile of manure and getting that ready to be lit? Give me an investigation check. Oh, I'm so bad at those. It's a seven. Uh, you think you've found it. Oh, good. Can I ask Carlin's opinion? Carlin, uh, he is able to direct you a little bit more off to the side, uh, and then you put your hand straight into it. Oh, yuck. Okay. I'll start setting it up. Carlin reaches off of you and starts correcting it a little bit. Once the wood's set up, I'll start pouring some alcohol on it. I'll smell it first to make sure that it is actually alcohol and that it's not just, you know, water. It does smell like alcohol. Okay. It smells like some pretty strong stuff. 
Oh, then I'll just use one bobble. Keep the others for emergencies. Yovan, you have tied the twine to the lantern. The uh, piece of flint to the lantern. I'm going to have it go and push open the door to the stable. Hold on the lantern and move out. And then I'm going to try if, <laughs> if Corvay's close enough to pull them away from the creatures before I lead them directly over top of her. Quarry is not standing where you remember Quarry standing. Sorry. No, it's fine. The in-character thing for me to do is to continue going on. I didn't explain what I was doing. We weren't exactly chatting. <laughs> I... The hand turns on the light once it's about 20 feet outside the stable. Okay. Door behind it. The hand grabs the piece of flint that is... Uh, attached by twine and stress it against the edge and a spark luckily does catch on the inside and you see the beam of light that you have coming out of this goes down the uh, down the stable into this courtyard and you do see the two figures uh, turn and begin to shamble in that direction. But you also can now see illuminated over off to this one side, uh, Kawari, with some strange tentacles coming off of her, <laughs> building a fire. Like, but they haven't lit it yet. Are they in the path of the two moving creatures? No, they are not. Oh, okay. Soul is shining, even if soul isn't actually shining. Um, okay. Then I will hold the lantern steady while Quarry does her uh, their work. Okay. And we'll talk about the tentacles later. Quarry, <laughs> <laughs> can you give me a survival check? Well, that is a 11. You try to light it. The sparks don't seem to be catching. But with the light, you move over and grab a little bit of hay, douse that in a bit more of the alcohol and put that down, and then light some of it and pop that in. And soon it begins to blaze. And as it begins to blaze, the light from the lantern unless Yovan is continuously moving it away from the shambling individuals, uh, will go out. I'm not going to worry too much about it going out uh, as long as the fire is about done. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll lift it just straight up. Fire roars into being, and with the crackling sound, you see the figure, those two figures, and a couple more also begin to shamble towards this way. And once they get to about 15 feet from the fire, you see their figure f features soften and change. And their moans instead become simple thank yous. Aww. I'm going to focus on shoveling hay and possibly chairs for my doors to keep the place going. <laughs> Manure, I think, should burn for a good period of time. 
something the candle should have burned for a while as well. Oh, that's true. That's an excellent point. <laughs> when you, now with this light, when you take a look at the other lantern, your candle isn't even burnt that far down. It looks like someone blew it out. So we just have to keep the flame going. We've got the fuel source. And with these individuals uh, rectified, let's switch over to Melian and Faileth for a little bit. So just snoring sounds? There is incessant <laughs> tapping on your windows, uh, scratching against the doors. Crying, moaning. Crying and moaning, and you cannot seem to fall asleep. Pleading. Uh, no, I, uh, I lose my ears. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> smart. Melian. You yeah. will be able to successfully take a long rest if you lose your ears and become deaf. Faileth, uh, on the other hand, uh, well, this is going on in the town. I never even thought about that, Melian. Amazing. Uh, I specifically have a piece written here that says you can't take long rests throughout the night because of the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but... Uh, uh, Faileth, sadly, you can't take a long rest. You Ugh. can't get to sleep. Uh, even And even when you do, it's like a micro-sleep and then a bang happens. Some unnatural zombie-like moan that doesn't sound like a ghost. Uh, someone pleading with you uh, just keeps... It's, it's keeping you awake. But Melian can't hear anything. He's dead to the world. <laughs> Alright, zombies, we're gonna do something about this, because I'm tired, and I want my spell slots back. So, uh, Faileth walks over to the window and peeks out to see who's out there. Oh, your little girlfriend has not left, and there are seven other kids. Alright, child army is... Um, and I... What have I got other than... I'm gonna press to digitate here. Give me one sec. I think I got something stronger. My child army. Oh... Minor illusion is real, so that that really won't help. I mean, it casts light, though. If I remember correct, uh, light is one of the few things it can't create. Yeah. Because it, yeah, the image can't create sound, light, smell, or any other sensory effect. Ooh, however, phantasmal force. But I could only do one of them. I could make them an ever-burning bonfire with phantasmal force, though. That does sound pretty good. Interesting. I like where this is going. They are so convinced by the phantasm that they even be damaged by it. I could make lava, so clearly I can make a giant fire with this. The problem is I can only cast it on one creature at a time. And I've only got one second level spell slot left. Well, I'll save that. For now, I will just go on a prestidigitation spree and just light up those babies. So you are showering them with sparks. And you watch as they all begin to shift back into their real forms. You see a group of eight young human children. Right, kitties! Ranging in ages from like five to nine or ten, maybe? Aw, thank you. Yona was right. You really are nice. Not Uh at all like the bad people. You keep 
talking about these bad people. Do you know where they are right now? Every, every couple of days they come and take one of us away. Mm. Yes, but where are they right now? Um, up in the mountains? I, when the lady with the dying face took everything away, she was standing up in the abbey. I went up there with my dad once. It was really cool. The monks, did you know, they keep bees. And they also, they make this thing called mead. Ugh, children. I mean, yeah, fascinating. Alright, here's the thing, kiddos. I want to sleep, and you are all very loud. We're sorry. Yeah, I know. It's not your fault. You're weird zombie creatures, I get it. So, how about this? I'm going to come out there with you. And we're going to go check out where you're sleeping, because I want to see if your buddies are really there. How about that? Okay. Uh, I'm going to open the window and climb out. I would have Melian make a perception check, <laughs> but he can't hear this. He has no ears. <laughs> Cannot you hear it at all. get to see what I'm doing. Nope. I figured Melian just figured that uh, Faelith would shake him awake if she needed him. And she clearly has figured out she doesn't need him, so... Just sleep away. So, Yovan, if I remember correct, actually like bolted the window. Like he he put boards up on the windows and covered them. So I don't know if you can actually go out the windows, but you probably could jump down the same hole quarry and Yovan left through. Yeah, but I don't want to go down there. I just want to go out where these kids are. Can I uh, like remove just enough boards that there's a failed sized hole? Give me a athletics check. Oh, good. That's my best one. <laughs> I'm not 90 pounds soaking wet. Maybe you will need million after all. It's a two with modifier zero. Uh, so you are struggling to pull this board off, and you do pull a piece of the board off, but it goes sailing over your head, and it bangs... Uh, and falls onto Trent's bed, and he having he's been like curled up in like back, just like looking around, as has Marsh, who also can't sleep anymore, being like, "What the hell is going on? What's going on? They're leaving us alone. What are they doing?" Uh, and 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 Trent is like, "Do you need help?" Oh yes, please. Can you help me get this boarded off? I'll be back in a bit. Don't worry, Million's still here. If you really need him, you can kick him hard. He's taking his ears off to so that he can sleep. Okay. You help direct Trent over to you, and he's not exactly very much stronger than you, but he is older and a bit bigger. With his help, he's able to grab the top of the board, you grab the bottom, and you're able to get another board off, and just enough for you to be able to get out through one of the open windows. Thanks, Trent. Remember, they like the light, so if anything breaks in here while I'm gone, just, like, set the building on fire and you'll be fine. Should I light the fireplace? I mean, not unless they, like, get in here, because you don't want to attract them, I think. But if they do get in here, then yes, fire it is. You see him, he's like holding a piece of tinder and he, he's holding some tinder and flint uh, and he just is now sitting in front of the fireplace like just 
watching, listening for every sound, because he's basically blind. And you are out with the kids. You notice that some of them have already started to change back, but with a bit more prestigitation, you're able to get them back to looking pretty fine and normal. Okay! You're fun. What's your name? I'm Faileth! And I think we're a child army now. (laughs) You see probably the tallest of the of the boys, uh, steps forward, and he's like, my name's Colaz, and that's my little brother Quay, and that's my s- sister Carol. I'm gonna call you the three C's. And then a couple other of the kids start to uh, tell you their names, and they, they come up to you, and they're like, uh, Yona, the little girl that you first helped, she just comes up and gives you a hug. Oh, hey, Yona. Okay, Carol, Quayludes, the rest of you, let's <laughs> Whose body should we find first? Um. Well, they they took Mikhail uh, uh, two two days ago. Um. So so he's gone, and and they Kate, took his which body, one and they took him. Um. So so no, he, his body's gone. Um, okay. I... So that's not helpful then for which one we should go to now. Um. Yona, let's do you. Okay. Where's your house? She starts to lead you off in a direction as you shower sparks. The kids have pretty much sort of like built like almost like a bit of a buffer around you. They sort of steer you away from any of the areas where there's a higher, um, there's more of a congregation of the adults that have been changed. As you're going along, Yona just, she she's just talking to you and... One of the and one of the things she says was, you know, Papa, he asked Natty if Mama and him would ever have me, and she said that the maiden smiled on them, and then I came along. Aw, sweet baby angel, gift from heaven. Faileth is hardcore rolling her eyes. <laughs> that's why my papa always calls me his little smile. Oh god. <laughs> Help <laughs> Your mother. Uh, is with you, Faileth. Oh, good. She's, like, formed, and she's, like, looking at each of the kids, and then looking at you, and when you roll your eyes, she's she just looks at you. I'm nothing like that. I was never mm-hmm. like that. Ex- excuse me. I did not have a father to call me his little smile. Thank you very much, mother. Oh, who's... Y- you don't know your dad? No, I don't. I don't know my mum either, really. She's very stubborn like that. Mm. Yeah. Colas uh, sort of points a finger to his chest. Yeah. I, I don't get along with my parents. I, I never... I, I do my best not to be home at all as much as I can. What is when home I'm, anyway? When I'm older, I'm just like my brother, uh, Cole... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off, and I'm gonna make my fortune. I'm sure you are. Whatever you were, which one you were? Cole, Quaaludes. I don't know. Come on, children, let's go. <laughs> I still love Quaaludes. He's my favorite. Yes, I have a special place for him. <laughs> children, fearless children. God preserve me. Right. Uh, let's go to Yona's house. After 
uh, after a bit of time, uh, you have made your way, the children helping you duck through alleys, get around, lots of these people, and you come to a small townhouse uh, that's built in with a row of other houses, uh, and Yona stops at the door and looks at you and says, This is where I sleep and where Mama and Papa sleep too. It's not much, but it's home. It's better than I ever had, little friend. I really hope they don't come take me tomorrow. Oh, I have a feeling we won't let that happen. Do you know who I'm traveling with? No. A paladin of soul. Like like the sun? Yeah, and it's their job to protect the light. They wouldn't let anything happen to your light. They are right now going off to find some way to save you all. And if I know anything about anything, I know that once they get their head into something, they will never give up until it's completed. They are going to save all of you, and I'm going to help. That's why we're doing reconnaissance. Quaaludes. Quaaludes. (laughs) (laughs) Cola. Uh, Actually, it was Cola's. Quay, and I now don't remember which was the other sibling because I'm not looking at the list of names right now. Susan? Uh, <laughs> Carol. Uh, I think it was Carol. Carol. It was Carol. Yes, it was. Uh, looks up at you and Susan goes, now. Oh, we, we know where our light is, but we can't get to it. Ooh, that would have been helpful to tell me before. Where is it? Oh, uh, well, the lady with the dying face had it, but it's still nearby. She didn't take it when she left. It's about this long. And Mm -hmm. the little boy holds out his arm. And it's about as wide as my brother's fist. And it's green. And it looks like the pretty glass in the temple that lets in the light. Or like like the necklaces that my mom says that Lady Gessa wears. But where Um, is it? When she comes to stay sometimes during the summer. Okay. My mom <laughs> she says she really wishes that she had pretty necklaces like that. And I hope oh that God. just like Children. my brother, one day I can I, I can make my fortune and buy my mummy something nice too. Oh my god! <laughs> yes! You'll find the most beautiful stones! But where is your light? Oh it it's it's up there. And like all of them point in the exact same direction. Okay, new plan. Forget where your bodies are. Let's go get your light now. Oh, no, it's... One of them. The one who was talking earlier about the abbey and and the monks that keep bees and mead says, Oh, it's, it's, it's up in the abbey. Think that she left it there to do whatever they're doing up there. The monks used to be really nice to us, but... Now they just wear these weird iron crowns and do whatever the pain bringers tell them to do. They don't Ugh. talk or smile even when they, they they don't even seem to see us. Hmm. Well, this kid is saying that, Quay in the background is still going on about like, 
it's all green and you can sort of see through it and oh like it God. used to be dark but now now it's like it's really bright because it's got all of our light in it and 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 it's definitely still nearby like we, we can tell we can feel that it's still nearby but when we when the sun comes up we won't be able to feel it anymore because we won't notice that it's that the light is gone because the light will just be there because when the sun's Children. up we absorb all the light and then it's just so and he just continually continues talking and doesn't shut up. Faileth very seriously considers stopping giving him any light. <laughs> but then feels bad and gives him some more. Alright. Well, back to first plan then. Let's go in and look at your body, Yona, and see if we can't figure anything else about it. And then tomorrow, when I've got my paladin and my barbarian and my whatever, Yovin is. <laughs> A words guy? A smart person? A little gadgets dude? Huh. Whatever he is. Anyway, uh, we'll go up and we'll get your light. Thank you for pointing out to me where it is. And Quailutes, thank you for being so very thorough in explaining to me what it looks like. I will definitely be able to find it now. I think that you'd look really pretty with it too. It would really oh, accentuate some of your features. I mean, I am absolutely blood drop dead gorgeous. Yes, I'm very aware. Uh, and perhaps once we've gotten your light out to vet, we can turn it into a necklace for your mom, huh? That's so nice. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Can Perfect. I give it to my mom? Yes, only if we get your light out of it and it doesn't disintegrate or something. But you know what? Even if it does, I'll get you something different, okay? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Miss Faileth. Yeah, you're welcome. How about you repeat me when you stop talking? <laughs> he clamps his mouth closed and he and he and you see him like almost make the sign of like taking a needle and like stitching his mouth shut that is a good little quaaludes right yona's body here we go he is just staring at you now with his arms behind his back and he's basically bouncing you've made him so happy okay note to self steal some jewelry for the little boy Okay, uh, I, I take my small child army and we go into Yona's house uh, and I ask her to direct me to the bedroom. You push it open and you see that there is a small little kitchen and there is a tiny hallway and two doors. Which one's your room, she Yona? She points to uh, the door on the left and then she points to the door on the right and says, My mama and papa are in there. Yeah, we'll leave them out of this for now. Uh, and I go and open the door to Yona's room. You open the door to Yona's room. It is dusty. Like, a couple weeks of inactivity. Huh. Doesn't seem like anyone stepped foot in here, and you notice that Yona stops right at the door. She does not enter it. Is there someone sleeping on the bed? An exact replica of her. When I walk through the dust, do I make footprints? They're not deep footprints, but there like, is a Like, do I disturb bit. it at all? Mm-hmm. You do. So it's obviously not that this dust is magical in some way. It's clearly that whoever is on this bed is not getting up in the morning. Correct. Interesting. Uh, can I do an investigation check over the body? Oh, go right ahead. Let's roll some dice. My investigation's not hideous, is it? That is a 17. So you... Give me one moment, because this document suddenly decided to close. Because of course it did. Because now I just need to scroll through and find the section on information you can find out here. Do, 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 do. And Brian, I'm really hmm. sorry. No, no worries. That you're not really doing much. 
But it's his I, own I, I did it to myself. Not having ears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also could have kicked you awake, but I assumed you would have uh, made it known to me that that's what you wanted me to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm fine with how this worked out. So as you inspect this body, you notice that it is definitely breathing, but really, really shallow. And the breaths in and out are really long. The heartbeat is also quite weak. If you didn't sit there for half a minute, you would have missed that it was beating at all. So this is just passing strange. Clearly this is not the body that's weakened up. So why are you twice? Colaz holds out his hand and says, Well, g- give it a squeeze. Uh, I squeeze her arm gently. Uh, so Colaz is the, mm, the eldest of the boys. Uh, and you squeeze his hand as he that he holds out to you, and uh, you apply a bit more than normal pressure, and your hand goes straight through it. Ooh, you're not real. You're just like a an astral projection or something. Interesting. They're living ghosts, just like Melian said. Papa, Melian's right again. Jovan was right. Yeah, He's yeah. Never whatever wrong. you say, Melian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. So, it's like your souls have just been popped out of your little bodies. But you're not dead. That's very weird. Well, it's... It's whatever would keep us in there was taken out. They didn't take what makes us us. She took... The little spark that makes each of us special. I used to be able to uh, make sparks fly like you do. Oh, you're a magic lad. Fun times. <laughs> Watch everyone. out, people will try to kill you for that. Oh, everyone here has a little bit of it. I don't really? think there's anyone that doesn't have some kind of little knack. Oh, that's interesting. They always say that the maidens smile on all of us, and they, they, they give us little bits of their blessings to make our lives easier. That's why my my par- my my pops always said that us Baraman's folk need to stick together, and make sure that we're always here to be on guard if the maidens ever need us. Right. Cult town that gets magic powers. Got it. Okay. Uh, let's peek in on dear old mum and dad for a sec, shall we? Then let's go back and hope that Quarry uh, and Mel and Jovan are not dead. So you peek in on the parents and you do a similar examination, and it seems very much the same. You don't see a difference between them and your mom is sort of hanging over them and she looks at you and can you give me an arcana check sure 
Hey, dirty 20. Awesome. So rather than her explaining this in terms that Faleth does not understand, your mother's form hangs over the bodies inspecting them and twists her neck at an impossible angle to gaze at you. Whoever wove this spell, they used a true ritual, a magic that draws its strength from the amount of those caught within it and its location. Each individual, each soul, in this place has been deprived of its magic, ripped from their very bodies. But the magic is wrong. Something was enacted incorrectly. The stars, the Grey Mother, and the Purple Child, they are all gone. There is only one place in existence where they do not shine. The Sok The what, she? I guess you're old enough to know. Your lust for knowledge will see you learn of it anyway. <gasps> you're gonna tell me something! Better you learn it from me. This is monumental. The Sok is a place of darkness. It is where we are truly from. Oh my god. Created to be a balance for the Omshe, a place of absolute light. That's so cool. We're not... We're not in the Sokshe, though. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like we are home. But it also... It doesn't feel like we're in the bosom of Ibris. Did we find the town that seemed limbo? Hanging between the two worlds, transitioning in and out of them as the sun's down. Did they try to steal the magic from this town, but stole the magic from the, like, the whole town, throwing it into some kind of like mad equilibrium? <gasps> to be honest, I do not know, my daughter. Your theory is as good as any. This is cool. If you could find the texts from which this ritual was cast, we would know. Right. Faileth, the children are looking at you concerned. Because you're talking to midair. Oh, sorry everyone. Uh, this is my mother. She's a ghost. I make her visible for a minute. She's so cool! Right?! Almost all of the kids, their reaction is not fear or or terror. They're just like, oh my god, she's so cool! Faileth likes them a little bit more now. <laughs> it's pretty neat. I know. Okay, bye, Mom. I make her disappear again. She's even prettier than the lady with the dying face. It sounds like anybody would be prettier than a lady with a dying face. Yeah, she, she covered it up with a mask. Like one of the ones that like a doll wears, but mm. it wasn't a happy doll mask. It was scary. Ugh. She was scary. I don't half doubt it, little ones. I don't half doubt it. Well, we've got some pretty good information now. How's about we go back and then you guys come inside the building with me and hang out until the light. We can even cover the window again and light the fire if you like. Really? Yeah, why not? 
Thank you. Of course. And you guys make Let's your go, child way back. <laughs> you guys are able to make your way back. Uh, are you going to make any detour to try and go off and find Yovan and Quarry, or are you just going to go back? Uh, you know what? Yeah. Let's go see if we can uh, can scout them out easily. She doesn't want to like be running around forever and maybe just miss them going back, but uh, if we can okay. find them... Give me a flat d20. Watch Faileth just gets lost again. (laughs) For this, it's if you get a 10 or higher, then you'll be able to find them pretty quickly. And I'll switch back over to them and then tell you when you and your gaggle of children arrive. Your armada of children. Yes. Uh, If you get between a 1 and a 9, then you give up before you find them and you head back to the end. Here we go. Five. So you wander around for a bit, uh, but you start to run into a bit more of the adults than you're comfortable. And you make your way back to the inn, to the building behind it. You climb through the window, and you and some of the older kids help the other ones get through. Trent is utterly terrified. But when you tell him to light the fire, uh, he lights the fire, and now you are sitting there with a whole bunch of little kids, and... After a bit, you have learned a lot about the little kids, and you even they even teach you a new game that you didn't know. Oh, this is perhaps I guess they're not that terrible. One of the first times that Faileth has ever actually been able to play with other children. Yeah, probably the first time that it hasn't ended with their parents running her off. Yeah, they teach you a game called Ghoulie Grabbers, uh, which basically is where one kid sits in the middle and then the other kids form a ring around them and they dance and another kid is the ghoul outside of it trying to sneak their way through the barrier to grab the kid on the inside and gobble them up and they even have a song that goes with it I feel like this game has deep significance that will be important later. <laughs> Why would you say that? Something about a magic ring that protects people from ghouls. <laughs> no comment. Though, there are such lyrics as... Now in your fields, two little eyes peek beyond the fence in search of man meat. Her mouth agape, her stomach unfilled, her stench is upsetting, to death you are willed. As all classic, very creepy little children sing songs should be in a fantasy world. We'll just have to wait and see when Faileth will sing us the rest of it. So we flip back over to Yovan and Kwari. Uh, your blaze is going. Yovan, uh, you do note that as it, as more people gather near it and begin to return to normal, that the flame doesn't exactly die down, but the amount of light it gives off dies down a bit. But you add on, shovel more on, hand a shovel off to one of the uh, townsfolk, and get them to start helping, and once you clue them into realizing how they can help themselves, they, in this coherent state, are definitely quick to help you. That's fine. Uh, Jovan wants he's sure that they've got the, the hay going on, we'll go in and out and uh, be pulling uh, chairs and tables to supplement the hay, because I'm in the hay bricks. Very, very quickly. 
Uh, he'll actually ask permission of one of the folks first. It's, uh, hey, uh, you guys are in a little bit of a rough spot. Do you think that uh, the owner would mind if we used up a bit of the furniture? You see uh, one of them looks at you and says, points at his chest and says, I'm the proprietor of this fine establishment and uh, chairs get broken all the time. I thought so. I'll keep it burning. My friend here has some questions. We might be able to help you if you answer. And of course, ask away. You seem to have broken whatever spell we're under for at least the time being. I really want to say friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Uh, which is making me chuckle because Melian doesn't have ears, which is not to the point. Um... <laughs> We're hoping that you'll be able to tell us something of what has happened to you, and perhaps if you know anything that we can do to help you. Well, it all started a few weeks back. A few weeks back, some strange folk came through town. Black-robed monks. We thought that they were connected with the Tenorians, so when they asked directions, we sent them on their way. Hmm. That night, or maybe a few days later... We had a strange dream. At least anyone that I've talked to says that they had it. I felt like we were all pulled from our beds. You ever had a dream where you seem to have a bit of control? Ever had a dream where you've gone flying? Yes. It was like that, except the destination we were heading towards was the Abbey. But two older ladies... My wife seemed to think that they were the maidens. Hmm. Uh, they appeared before us, and to great harm of themselves, it seemed that they pushed us back. The next night it happened again. This time they didn't show up. They weren't... I don't know if they were too weak. Whatever they'd done to help us the first time had hurt them. Or that they realized it would just be futile. But we got pulled to the leader of those black-robed arcanists, warlocks, necromancers, whatever they are. And they ripped a little piece out of each of us little spark of light whatever we use to use our knack and your, your knack? I always have had a uh, a keen ability to tell me when someone was lying to me hmm some might say that it goes a bit beyond the natural Ren over there. Never seen an animal that he can't calm down. Everyone, Natty would call it magic. We've all got a little bit of it. They say that it's a blessing from the maidens. Anyone born here that stays in Barrowman's and around keeps their blessing and it just gets more powerful as you get older. It's better. You hone it. You learn it. 
Hmm. Well, that got ripped out of us. All of it got taken. When it did... We didn't go back to our bodies. This what you see right here? Mm-hmm. He puts a hand out and, like, presses it against your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You don't feel a thing. Mm-hmm. And then his hand seems to almost break apart, and then it reforms as it passes through you. Your... Not exactly here, and yet you seem to suffer as if you were. Disconnected. Hmm. I I personally, myself, don't really know. And I, I wish there was more that I could tell you, but... Nadir, Mayor Reese probably would be individuals that could shed more light on this. Do you know the others, like you, that aren't near the light? Are they dangerous? Or are they insubstantial? We're all insubstantial. Even during the day. It's funny. Right now, there's just enough light that I feel like myself. But when the sun comes out, it's too much. You ever eat a really big meal and you get really tired? It gets all foggy. Mm-hmm. It's like that. But so much worse during the day. We forget. We forget what she took from us. And because we forget, it blocks out anything that doesn't exactly line up. What I can say, though, is with this state, I feel weaker. I feel weaker than even a week ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer we can take this before. If whatever was taken from us doesn't get put back, do you know where they going on? Do you know where they've taken it? Is that is it at the Abbey? With have the ever, black-robed monks? Have you ever met someone that uh, got a limb and cut off? Yes. There was a, a couple miners. One of them lost his arm. Mm-hmm. Said he could almost always feel his hand. Sort of like that. So I can f- feel it out there. Up in the Shriekers. And the only thing up there is... Either the Abbey or the Janice Mine. I see. Do the, it's not um... even in the direction of the pass, so... Yeah. Uh, do the people... Do the black-robed monks, or... Even monks from the Abbey continue to visit the city. I... I personally don't... Uh, 
I haven't seen any, but usually I spend most of my days in the tavern. Hmm. Uh, any of you seen them? And the one that he said was named Ren earlier looks at you and goes, Yeah. Two of the monks come into town every hmm, three days, I think. They uh, they come into town with one of the black robes. They're eerie. The monks, they just seem to like stare off into space. But they take a child. A child? Every three days they take a child. They go, they grab the child's body, and then come nightfall, the child vanishes, and the next day they're not there. So this... Like the, they weren't there at all. The shadow of them, like you are here in front of me, that disappears as well. Yeah. We can't really move too far from our bodies, but also it's quite... Quite a concern being near them. It's disconcerting. Disconcerting how? They don't feel right. Ever felt like you were staring at yourself? In a mirror, but it's not mm. a mirror. Mm-hmm. Like I you know you that you should be in there, but you're not. That's what it's like. That makes sense. Do you know what happened to the garrison. I think I should amend my earlier statement. The majority of us aren't dangerous. I see. But there is something out there. <sighs> and you hear a voice. Yes, there is something out there. And you see Natty hobbling into the light, her features forming back in, into her humanoid form. You see something broken when something else is taken further from it. The changes wrought on us can be much darker. Much more horrific. A soul that was already mad will give in to that feeling of loneliness and only attempt to sate it by devouring. I see. I guess that you could call it something lost, for it has lost all traces of its humanity. Even during the day, it no longer reverts to a human form. So it was once like you, but it's been pushed too far. Or it was already too weak when it was altered as you have been. I wouldn't say weak. 
It is exceptionally strong and fast. It is very dangerous. It single-handedly removed each member of the garrison. I heard their screams every night. Before, it was something that coveted. It was something that was already less than human. It would cut a throat and the drop a coin. It would steal. We thought that he could be reformed. That a criminal could find joy. That they could be brought back to being sensible. But then this happened. And because this happened, it changed. It became a thing that is lost. It delights in pain. And in life, it abhorred the law. So now in this state between life and this purgatory, it despises law, it despises authority. It started with the guards. Now one by one it takes each of the mayor's servants will likely end by taking him. And then it will come to the lower town. And it will take us one by one. If the black-robed monks don't take us first. Does it have any weaknesses? Any... Can it be stopped if it's not substantial as you are. How do we... Unlike us, it thrives at night. It thrives in the truth. But in the day, it hides from the sun. It is weakened by light. For light reminds it of what it truly is. Nothing. Do you know where we will find it by day? I do not. It makes its lair somewhere nearby. It seems to have some sort of agreement with the black-robed monks. Mm. Their cart collects the dismembered bodies of the guards, along with the child they take each three days. Of course. Of course. Perhaps the maidens 
perhaps they know. Is there a shrine? In this town? A shrine to the maidens? Uh, Jovan, you do remember that uh, Beltane did give you directions to the Shrine of the Maidens that was created originally by Lord Gessa. Jovan nods and uh, relays that information. Perhaps if the Maidens can help us, we will find some answers there. The Maidens, the first night, they stood strong to defend us. But something happened between that first night and the second. Something that weakened them considerably. Hmm. Faileth and Melian mentioned the, the destruction or desecration of their shrines. Could that have weakened them? Quite likely. Hmm. They are as much creatures of adoration as the gods are. Hmm. Should they be forgotten, they will grow old and die. Jovan, I have asked several questions, and yet I am quite certain I am forgetting many important things. Is there anything you wish to ask? I think we're not going to be leaving this town anytime soon, Corey. I am afraid whatever Melian and Faileth decide, I cannot leave. And I hope they will forgive me for that. This is all too closely tied to the Cult of Bliss. And these people are in very dire need of our help. A child every three days. Yes, a child every three days. Natty, do you know what they could be using the children for? The, the remains of the people the monster kills, that I can understand, but... I don't know what they need the children for. The... The ones that wear black robes. Not the monks. But the ones that came. Only four of them remain here. The other six, along with their leader. A lady with a very unfortunate skin condition. Left. Three going south and three going north. Of the four that remained, I know that they were told to continue to look for something. You say three went south and three went north? Yes. Do you know what the fourth's last rest is? Norian Abbey was founded by four brothers, and it has stood here longer than Barrowman's itself, hmm. watching, perhaps guarding something. Ultimately, the magic that was used, that ripped our magic from us, contained it, holding it. 
that could only be used for something that would require a considerable amount of power. Yes. I know, as do all of us, that that power has not left. It has remained with the four that stay here. Hmm. Are they connected? Is that connected to why the children are taken? I do not know. Was it gathered for a purpose? I am sure it is a nefarious one. As am I. Did any of you... She looks out. Hear any of the names by which they were called. You see one of them comes forward and says... When, when they were going through the town uh, when they were going through Lower Barrowman's and the lady ordered one of them to ask for directions a younger man says with flaxen hair he referred to the lady as uh, Lady Vix... Vixenius? And... She... Snapped back at him. And I think she called him Martin. Cass, does the name Lady Vixenius ring any bells for Quarry? Uh, give me a history check. Oh lord, I so bad at this. That's a f Oh no! That's a two. I roll a three, and I have minus one. Oh, it's going very well over there. Oh yeah. I was about to to ask you about that. Um, it would be too late to grant advantage or make a roll of my own. Uh, so Yovan, you guys have inspiration too. You guys do have inspiration, but yes, I will allow you to spend trick points. Your dwindling supply of trick points. I don't think you have many left, probably. Uh, I recover them sleeping. on a short rest. Oh, you recover oh, them on a short rest. Gosh. That is That's fantastic. So <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have been quite so quick to spend two on a lock that I could just take 21. Or take 10. Yeah. You could have just taken a long time to do. The So, yeah, go ahead spend some trick points uh, to provide whatever bonus or advantage that you want. Um, uh, I don't actually have any uh, inherent ability to grant bonuses to others quite yet. Okay. Uh, other than warning. Uh, and I can warn them that they're not going to remember the thing they want to. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, it would be very accurate because Kawari didn't remember a thing. <laughs> yeah, Jovan, give me a history check. Speaking sweet nothings in my ear. Um, okay, so that's only a 9, uh, but that's a 15 with the bonus. You remember being approached, and this suddenly comes to you. You remember hearing 
that one of the individuals that approached to buy the book wore a mask and was referred to by Greaves as Lady Yovan swears under his breath. <laughs> okay. Okay, no, this is technically good news. Um, okay. Two, two last questions for the... Uh, one. We'll likely be seeking you out again tomorrow night, depending on what happens during the day. What's the best way to find your specter? We always begin where we lay. That is where we must go as the sun sets. And that is from where the horror of the realization that we are in two places at once and that we cannot be bound back together begins. Resulting then swiftly in attempting to find any source of light. Draining fires dry without even a touch. Depriving and devouring all light that we can. This was quite smart. Continually providing and, and having fuel provided. The paladin's idea to the god of light who would know better one last you question you had one last question the stories of the garrison you mentioned that they tried to flee but couldn't I meant some sort of barrier that drove them back it doesn't sound like the thing that was hunting them was the cause by the description you gave no it is very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that you set foot here. That you somehow made it past the barrier. A, a barrier? You see, when the spell was cast, it did not simply harm us. It also robbed the land of a considerable amount of its power. And as it cried out, the druids of the Darkling Forest, displaced from their home, did answer. They erected a warding barrier to ensure that whatever happened here did not continue to leak out. Sadly, they were not able to erect it until after six of those black-robed monks left. Now, a barrier surrounds us, containing us, ensuring that we do not wander or escape. It is quite a large barrier, for it reaches all the way from here, out in the forest, and up into the Shriekers. If I had to guess, it was a moon shadow. Is that why there are no stars? Yes, quite likely. A moon shadow draws on the darker aspects, ties us closer to the realms of the dead, and the realms of darkness, 
to balance our need for the light. I have a few remaining questions of my own, if you don't mind. So long as you add more to the fire. I think that can be arranged. First, you mentioned the woman had a skin condition. Uh, Yes. She wears a mask and wrappings to hide her skin. I can only assume that it is because of a condition of some kind. Um, Cass, do... Does Quarry know whether vampires could do that to avoid sunlight? Give me a religion check, but have advantage from... Oh, it's a nat 20! Ooh. (laughs) Yes, considerable coverings. And usually they would need to have been imbued with some kind of magic. (laughs) Um, Was she very well covered? She looks to the others that actually saw them moving through town and the guy nods, says that basically she was wearing like fully covered. She was wearing gloves with wraps. He didn't see any skin on her at all. Just a porcelain mask that almost seemed to be hanging in the dark folds of her black hood. Mm. And the porcelain mask almost seemed like it shifted with her expression. Huh. But he didn't ever once see a smile. Mm. My last question is, can you tell us the best way to the Abbey? Is there a, a secret way that we could use to sneak up on it? There are old legends of tunnels beneath the Abbey. As the old fool Beltane will be quick to speak of, but such tunnels have not been seen or utilized for quite a while. Though, if they do exist, I am quite sure that those who currently dwell in the Abbey are unlikely to know of them. Mm. If that is for good or ill. But, should you seek out the ladies, seek out the maidens of the forest, restore their shrine, it is said that they watch over travelers specifically, and that where they smile, good things often come. And with that, we will leave tonight's session. Listening to Roll with Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe for future episodes, rate us where you get your podcast, and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can write us at dm at rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Purple Planet Music, and Arcane Anthems. Full credits are in the episode description. <laughs> oh, Chuck, was, that, was, your, was that your bedroom door you slept? No, you just fully left without me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what?
I, he didn't think I was serious when I was joking that I didn't want to see my parents, right? <laughs> anyway. Yep, it was pretty funny. And then she walks out into the parking lot and they're trying to unload the barbecue. And she's like, why do you have a dolly? And I was like, I can't even imagine a good reason why I would bring this. <laughs> no. It was awesome. It's so pretty. We'll have to have post-pandemic barbecues. Yes, please. On our beautiful porch in our beautiful new home. Mm-hmm. That someday you'll get to see. <laughs> yes, One day. From more than just the doorway. Right? Yes. Ooh, is it brothel laws? <laughs> clearly what it is. Here. I... It's, that's well, not they're just a, trying to that, keep I'm... you from getting human traffic. It sounds like a joke, but brothel laws are totally a thing, and they're for for like way longer than you'd expect. It was technically illegal for like four more unrelated women to live together because then it would be legally classified as a brothel. Wild. David, you're up next. Ah, I'm muted. Okay. I was wondering. Is... <laughs> right, right, right. Um I'm not sure what that was. It was not very good. It felt like a, a sitcom with like, like kind of a B sitcom. You know what I mean? It tried. It tried very hard to be Mario music because I looked down and I've got a Mario case on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so it started very much Mario, and I was like, "How do I save this? I don't know. Just go down." That being said, are we making our way to the old woman's house, or are we trying to return the entire village to normal for a short time to speak with them? I would think that she's likely out roaming with everyone else. I don't know if we would catch her at home. Hold on, sorry, there's like a helicopter? Allie, you're going to need to repeat that because of the helicopter. Sorry. See, I thought that was cast mustering around with, like, spooky background ambience. <laughs> it's like just a slow roar building in the background. I'm like, oh, all right, everybody's gonna eat. Dun, dun, dun. What is the terrifying monster downstairs? <laughs> was Brian right? Something was about to come out and get you? I mean, so far, Melian... I don't think Melian's ever been wrong. Uh, except about thinking he could take about the bandit camp. But <laughs> otherwise, every single, like... I don't like this, and we shouldn't do this. He's right. We shouldn't have done that. 